Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. As the war has continued in Gaza between Hamas and Israel, we are not going to play the happy opening that we were doing in the past. This week is uh, another tough week and another tough podcast to have to talk about, so we'll try to take this seriously and uh, not try to add any fanfare or any kind of extra frills to this very tragic time and very difficult topic. This week has been very difficult for many around the world, whether it's the worry about our friends and family that are in Israel, if it's the worry about the hostages that are currently being held in Gaza, the unfortunate bombing of Gazan cities that obviously comes with a negative media coverage. It's actually pretty sad to see the tide turn from the horrific events of the Saturday last week to the now wall-to-wall coverage of Israel's campaign in the Gaza Strip and, of course, all the negative press that Israel is getting and the backlash that the Jewish community around the world is getting, the sympathy and empathy and people calling out the opposite side for the torture and torment that they caused is slowly fading and it's actually very depressing. We've even seen a growing attempt to whitewash or erase what had happened. We see people claiming that there's no evidence of literally everything that we saw. All the videos that were online have apparently been removed by the Telegram channels that posted them. They are trying to attempt to walk back what they had done so they can regain the sympathy that they had lost initially. On this week's episode, I want to talk about something that I kind of touched on last week, and that is why no one is speaking out for us in this time of need. I know a lot of people around the world have been calling out from their non-Jewish friends to speak out against this torture that we all witnessed, and it's been a little bit of a silence from the world. A few people may like your post or comment quietly on the side or send you a quiet text message, but they won't stand up and speak out against the horrors. And this is where I want to pick up today. Last week I asked, why or how is it possible for someone not to stand up against the horrors that we witnessed? And I actually think I found out my answer. Speaking to a friend of mine that I haven't actually spoke to in a little bit of time, she posted a statement which essentially suggested that she really doesn't understand the topic enough to give an opinion on it, but she wants to learn, she's hoping to learn more in order to form her own opinion and get to the bottom of what's going on. But until she does, she doesn't want to be disingenuous and put out a statement one side or the other, but she mourns the death and loss of either side. And I actually sent her a message to say thank you for your support. She followed it up by telling me that she had been essentially disowned by both sides. She had Jewish friends who were really giving it to her for not standing up against the barbarism and taking a side. And she also had Arab or pro-Palestinian friends that were standing up and demanding that she speaks out on their side. And she actually said to me, in very much an emotional way, I really wish I didn't stand up. I don't want to get involved in any of this. I made a huge mistake, and she was so sad. I could feel it through her text messages. She felt so terrible because she had thought she'd done something wrong. And it is so shameful that this is what's happening. Yes, we as Jewish people are hoping that our allies will come to our defense, but I was saying to her that we need to do better as Jewish people to not try and force people who don't understand to come out with a statement that's just lip service to our cause. What we really need people to do is try and take an interest and educate them, make them understand why they should support the Jewish people in this time of need. 
And it's amazing because I spent literally the entire week talking to this friend and giving her the background. And I can laugh a little bit because almost everything I told her, everything from this podcast that I've ever said, all the facts, all the information, everything was met by an emoji with a mouth wide open or exclamation points because she had no idea. She had no idea the history, what's been going on, the cause, the roots. You know, she she genuinely didn't understand. And so that's why I said to her, I appreciate the fact that you didn't come out with the wrong statement or a lip service statement first before understanding. Now that you understand, you can do your own research, you can confirm what I'm saying, but you can actually put out a heartfelt statement. You can talk to your friends from a place of understanding and knowledge, and that will make a world of difference. We as Jewish people have to stop critiquing and criticizing people who don't want to stand up right away. We need to make sure that we educate people and make it an open environment so that way they can understand what they're saying and be supportive from a place of understanding. There's something very much wrong in our society today that for some reason it has become toxic to possibly think about saying anything and maybe making a mistake, maybe not saying the right thing in the right way. And honestly, I felt really bad for this friend who was so afraid of saying the wrong thing and then being blasted by both sides for not saying enough. Even if that statement was, I don't know. Why is it so bad to say, I don't know? We are not saying that anyone accepts the barbarism and terrorism that was happening, but we shouldn't be trying to call out people who are actively trying to understand the bigger picture so they can come at it from an authentic place. We can't, like, bully people into just paying lip service. That doesn't solve our problem of getting people on our side. We could see the fact that so many people are in the media right now who were saying the Jewish people are have every right to defend themselves, the Jewish people should stand up, this is brutal, this is terrible, are really just switching over now to the poor Palestinians. Hamas is fine. Hamas never did anything wrong. They're freedom fighters. It's because these people are just simply paying lip service to one side or the other. They switch depending on whatever the media says that week or whatever picture, frankly, they see on social media. If this week I see a picture of this person hurt, I support them. Next week I see a picture of that person hurt, I support them. It means nothing to people. What we as Jewish people need to do is make an open place for people to ask questions so they can understand why they support it. So that way they will hold on to that view because it's the truth and it's real and it's based on facts and not based on propaganda. We have essentially scared people into being too afraid to ask questions. And I can't tell you how many times this friend of mine, who is amazing, brilliant, smart woman, who is an activist in the black community, said sorry. I know that's probably funny for my American friends because I'm Canadian. I said sorry. Maybe that sounds weird. But she said sorry so many times for asking questions. And you should never feel bad about asking questions. If you want to authentically understand something, you need to be able to ask questions. And we as Jewish people need to be willing and able to educate others on these issues. It is so important that we ourselves are educated enough to be able to explain in a very coherent, easy to understand way. So that way someone can go, oh, now I understand I support you. And then the next time they see some uh, unfortunate propaganda videos or propaganda pictures, they're going to understand what those are. And they're not going to just switch their view based on whatever day of the week it is and whatever cause of the week it is. You know who doesn't like being asked questions? People who don't have truth and facts on their side. 
When you ask them questions, they just get angry and say, don't ask me questions. Just go along with what I'm saying because I say so. Didn't you see this picture? Didn't you see that article? Believe me, don't ask questions. And if you dare ask any questions, then you must be on the side of the occupier and the terrorist state. And that's why we can't be friends anymore. They bully you into believing what they believe because you're so afraid to even question what they have to say. And by extension, people are now too afraid to ask Jews and Israelis about what's going on out of fear of being the same as them on the other side. And we are not like that. And we cannot be like that. One thing that really hit me is the fact that she kept telling me that she had no idea about any of these facts, all of the history. And I realized something. We sit here and say, why are people not standing up for us? And the reality is we forget. Us Jews, we forget. Our feeds are filled with videos and posts and uh, interviews and whatever through the algorithm that support our understanding and our view because we understand and know. These people may not have the same views, the same politics, the same beliefs that will bring that algorithm to them that show them the horrible pictures and the interviews with survivors and all of these things. We can't expect that everyone is going to see the same things we see and know the same things that we know. So coming at it from a place of disappointment in our friends for not speaking up because they haven't seen what we've seen or don't understand the full picture, because to be honest with you, maybe they're seeing, unfortunately, the PR on the other side that's filled with propaganda. So how do we blame them? I admire any person who sees the propaganda on their side and doesn't come out and automatically support the Palestinian people in Gaza without separating them from Hamas. It's so easy for us to forget that these people may not understand and may not be as educated as we are. I've realized that. I've made a, a revelation, thanks to my friend, that I had too high of expectations that everybody else around could see what I can see and knows the history that I know. And you know what? Honestly, I'm standing corrected. I realize now, honestly, how important it is for us as the Jewish community to take this time, this challenging issue, and make sure we spread the word, the truth out on social media, to our loved ones, to our friends. So many people are so afraid to ask us what's going on that they actually stay silent. I'll tell you a story. Unfortunately, a friend of mine and my wife was too afraid to come up to us during this time because they didn't really know what to say or how to react. And they actually literally avoided my wife. This person avoided my wife because he didn't want to, quote, get involved or have to choose a side. Who's making us choose a side? Honestly, if you as a Jewish person are actually saying to someone, I'm sorry, I can't be friends with you because you don't understand. If that person says, I don't want to hear your side and I do not want to educate myself, then okay, that's a different story. But saying to someone, I don't want to be friends with you because you don't know and you're too afraid to ask. I hate to say that's kind of on us. We as Jewish people need to put out that information. We need to be open and honest and truthful and make sure that people feel welcome to come and understand our side. That's how we're going to start changing minds for real and not just based on some hashtag or some social media post. We need to make sure that we are putting in this effort and especially at times like this. This is unfortunately, sadly, the best time to do it because everyone is listening or at least hopefully most people are listening. And right now, what they're seeing, if we don't step up, is they're seeing the other side's propaganda. 
And they're taking that at face value because they only get to see a small little snippet that fits their narrative. And it's amazing when I tell my friend all of the other stuff around that little snippet, they are shocked. They have no idea. They're like confused and and don't understand how they haven't understood or heard this before. I'm going to end this podcast with a very, very tragic story. It happened to my wife. She was in a, a professional Zoom call and someone who was leading this Zoom call made a comment that would not necessarily be offensive. It was not intended as offensive. And unfortunately, I guess maybe society has changed a little bit where some people in the call felt that it was slightly inappropriate to use this term. And it wasn't uh, racial. It wasn't. It was literally a term that many people use in in uh, the vernacular. Apparently, someone was offended by it, and someone actually called this person out in the call. And unfortunately, this gentleman started to bawl his eyes out on a video call with multiple people, and he sobbed. They took a, a break, and then when he came back after clearly sobbing for a while. Um, apologized to the group. He expressed that he didn't understand, I guess, that that term or whatever in their vernacular could be taken by some as uh, inappropriate or offensive or whatever you want to call it. The fear of saying something wrong and being called out has become so powerful that this guy sobbed on camera because he thought that he had offended someone. And, And all I'm thinking in this story is the fact that we can't let our friends and our allies and the people who who are around us and love us feel like they are too afraid to ask a question because if they ask the wrong question or ask it in the wrong way or show that they don't understand the entire Jewish history and the history of Israel for generations, that they'll be called a, a, a terrible person or an anti-Semite. Honestly, we, we just need to do a better job at making sure that we understand that people aren't as aware as we are, being that we are in the Jewish community and we've dealt with this for generations. We understand, but they don't. In the end, after last week's podcast, I said I didn't really understand how people aren't speaking out on this. And thanks to my friend who humbled me and uh, gave me my answer, now I know why. And it gives me more hope that we have yet another tool in our tool belt to better win in the PR war, let's call it. Hopefully now, during the rest of this horrible time where the possible ground offensive is going to begin and the anti-Semitism and the hate against Israel is going to grow, you can take this as an idea for how you can combat that. Make sure to speak to your friends and your loved ones, educate them, tell them what's really going on, tell them the whole story, tell them the history, how we got here not just a picture of this or that, in order to sway them temporarily. And I want to say to my friend, who was honestly one of the most amazing people, who just loved hearing more and more and more stuff to educate herself, this is the ideal situation. Someone who is willing and able and wants to know more, and once they know more, they can authentically understand the situation and show the Jewish community support and the state of Israel support because they know what it's all about and why we're doing it. I am forever grateful. Let's all say a quick prayer for those who are currently held hostage in Gaza, for the families of those who have been hurt, harmed, injured, or killed in this terrible tragedy. May their memories be a blessing, and may people have a quick and speedy recovery. We pray to God that all of the people in the IDF will be kept safe and complete their mission and come home to their families.
This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.